These legends are in my backyard. Today on Podcast Megoria. Welcome to another episode of Podcast Magoria. I am James. <laughs> and I'm Autumn. <laughs> <laughs> and today is the part one episode of our local legends. Woo! Featuring me, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is as, uh, as previewed in the previous episode. And uh, as you can see in the description for this episode, unless you don't read descriptions for episodes when you click on them, then, you know, uh, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is all about local legends of lore and such for Missouri, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And uh, some stuff that maybe I've investigated. So, uh, like, it's a lot. Like, there was a lot. It was kind of hard to figure out kind of, like, the scope for to which I wanted to go with this mm-hmm. because it could easily just be a cryptid and, and there because there's a list there there is like Missouri cryptids right um, however I'm holding back on going full cryptid until a little later on in the year because okay. we got some I got some plans yeah. for that yeah and uh, I just feel like Missouri has a few more cryptids than my state Alabama so yeah I'm I'm pretty excited to hear about all of them now. yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, so I'll be just mostly touching on the big boy um, oh. this episode, but just know that there are others to come in the future outside of of cryptids. Well, what else is there? Why haunts? Oh uh, yeah, and urban legends and other spots of of inquiry. Um, (laughs) so yeah like i i thought like it was it was hard to kind of you know make a definitive list and so it's definitely you know this is gonna be more of a conversational topical thing oh you were trying to make it a competition uh you well that's why this is not a list (laughs) (laughs) so to begin with our uh local legends i'm going to go ahead and get the big one out of the way Hmm, it could be one of two things. Oh. For what I'm thinking of. Well, keep your guesses in your pocket. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you totally gotta know. Um, so, first of all, Missouri has its fair share of legend cryptids and, and haunts. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna start with the cryptid, the Missouri Momo. Oh, old Moo Moo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, old Pumpkinhead himself. <laughs> yeah, so it is basically, and I'm going to get flack um, for, for simplifying this, but I'm going to categorize the Momo as a Sasquatch. Yeah, it's essentially a Sasquatch, but it's not a Bigfoot. It's not a, it's, yeah, no. And and that's going to be really, uh, that's my controversial statement because I know that our area has a Bigfoot society mm-hmm. and it's like, the Momo is not a Bigfoot. No, no. Okay, <laughs> so for all of those that aren't within the no, the no-no of the Momo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Momo is a Bigfoot like esque character. Okay. He's, he's a just imagine, if you will, a goth gossamer from Looney Tunes. 
yeah, that's essentially what he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, depending on what like art depictions of him you see, and also some descriptors uh, for him, some say he actually is red, which mm-hmm. would be delightful if Aww, he was. Because yeah. then it's literally gossamer. I'll do his nails. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, it, it's, you know, he's he got black fur, but mm-hmm. he's got big old pumpkin head. Like, that's all he's, you know, not a literal pumpkin head, but, you know. Just a shape. Giant, like, yeah, big, big, round, bulbous head. Like, usually his head goes into his shoulders yes. from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Now, that might be due to an unfortunate haircut <laughs> that makes his posture look so, you know, kind of downtrodden. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, and so he's known to go around and essentially eat dogs, mm-hmm. you know, pet dog, your pets, you know, beware. You know, your pets aren't safe around him. You know, like, and also he stinks. Oh. So, so like a skunk ape. I was going to say, maybe that's why uh, whenever you look up the Momo, you get, uh, you do get search results for the skunk ape as well. Yeah. And again, like, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of like folks out there that are way more into the Momo than like I was never because yeah. I, I dig cryptids and I love local legends and growing up and whenever all my friends and I would like go hunting for things, the Momo never on the list of things we wanted to find. Well, Sasquatches in my opinion, are just kind of boring. Yeah. Like, that's why Bigfoot's, like, my least favorite cryptid of all time. Sorry. Yeah. But, so I understand that. Yeah, I just, uh, there was just something about him uh, that just wasn't alluring. And, and, and the thing is, is, like, a lot of the sightings aren't, you know, far from where I'm from. So, so I <laughs> should have prefaced this with a little bit of, I'm from Southwest Missouri, the Ozarks. Yeah. And so, you know, guys, most of my legends here on this list are going to be from where I'm from. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of different types of uh, cryptids and, and stuff. When you get into North Missouri, like, uh, you get into a lot of, like, really interesting uh, creatures and characters. But mm-hmm. this is all going to be Southwest Missouri mostly Ozark area. So now that we got the Momo out of the way, so I can get so I don't have people going, What you didn't mention <laughs> and maybe someday I'll I'll get into further detail. Yeah. Um let, let's get a little bit more into um the stuff that really was my thing uh growing up. Which Ooh. was more the haunts. Yeah. I was I was more in the realm of like now granted, like supernatural as a whole you know, may it be cryptids, creatures, you know, ghosts, whatever. Like overall, like definitely my thing. Mm-hmm. But haunts were were a big thing, and and so I would like to notate a couple of local areas that are legendary for haunting. The best location that unfortunately they have cracked down on. Oh. Like the last I heard, like it's a cemetery, guys. Um, but whether uh, they lock it up really well or yeah. So out in Wentworth, uh, there is a cemetery. It's the Van Buren Cemetery. Um, yes. Yeah, which you've gotten yeah, to, to experience. Yeah. And when you know, like as usual with these kind of episodes, I'm gonna be plugging the shit out of future concepts. <laughs> but you know, when we talk about like haunts and stuff, like that's one that I would love to go into further detail. But, oh yeah. But the Van Buren Cemetery, guys, is just uh, outside of Wentworth. You got go on a you know on old walleye road and it is in my opinion of all the cemeteries i've been to in southwest missouri and also um a handful of cemeteries uh, throughout the country it was it was by far the most haunted 
Is that the one that I had all that activity yes. at? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. would definitely love to talk about that yeah. more. You know, um, to, to, to pepper in a little bit, which I just realized we technically may have, act, me and my friend group may have saw a, a Missouri cryptid there. I just realized. <laughs> um, and so I'll go ahead and tell that story real quick. Okay. Because I can't, I can't just say yeah, that and then I, go, oh, wow. Well. All right. Especially so, like. I don't think you've told me this story. Yeah, so. like I just realized because uh, when I was looking at uh, cryptids and stuff from Missouri, and I know I said I didn't want to talk about cryptids, but I have to now because I just realized that this one's potentially one. Is um, <laughs> there? There's one that's it's basically the booger dog. What? Yeah, which this one I don't. The, what we saw, I don't think was necessarily the booger dog because it didn't look slimy, but <laughs> and it's not the booger dog is in Nixa. Oh, what? And, and for, for you guys that, that don't know where we are, and I don't know how much I've explicitly said, we're, we're, in, we're located um, in, the, in, the, in the realm of Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. Is where we're currently recording out of. And but so. I have never heard of this booger dog. Yeah, what yeah, the heck? yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Van Buren. My friends and I, um, you know, we, I grew up in Pear City which I'll get to some legends about that here shortly. And like Wentworth is kind of like this dead town that's mm-hmm. right next to Pierce City for all those that don't know. And, um, and Wentworth in itself has a lot of legends, but one of the most legendary locations there is the Van Buren Cemetery, as, as for mentioned. My friends and I would go out there on the regular to, with our you know, cameras and, and recording devices and such to, to try to get like, you know, different like you know, sounds and whatnot. And, and very rarely did we ever leave without something. Right. There was always a picture of something weird. There was always a sound that couldn't be explained, mm-hmm. um, which honestly like tacks off a long list of what would technically be Missouri cryptids. But um, <laughs> that would be amazing if it was like a monster mash of cryptids in the cemetery area. Yeah. <laughs> but the the legendary night that I'm going to talk about. So we get out to the cemetery. It was just like any other night. Kind of creepy. A little bit of fog. You know, it's just perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect cemetery. I promise. Like, And it's and at this time, it wasn't fen- uh, fenced in. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we park off to the side and we go in and we're doing our usual walking around, taking pictures, kind of following cool spots right. in it. Asking if anybody's there and stuff like that. You know, your usual ghost hunting kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We hear a sound. We turn quickly. And there is this large black dog. Huh. Like, I mean, and it was enormous. Like, just came out from behind. And the moon was out. So you could see right. pretty well. And we had flashlights. Did not see this dog. Like, did not, you know, didn't hear it walking around or anything. Just, like, it just kind of appeared out of a a grave, essentially. if it wasn't the booger dog, it could have been a grim. A grim? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's uh, black dogs that appear just out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, Made more famous by Harry Potter, but it's an actual, like, myth. And I I have also seen a grim in my life. It's usually something bad's going to happen. It's an omen. Oh. So, hmm. Could have been that, too. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Could be. Could be. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, like, we all were just like, (laughs) blah. You know, got spooked. But there are actually in 
southwest Missouri, like the booger dog is one of them. But there are actually several large dog like mm-hmm. uh, cryptids for this area. Hmm. So I, didn't, I had never even thought about it until literally right now. Yeah, that's, that, a, that's a normal occurrence. Yeah. Now, uh, what was also interesting about this night with the, you know, the, the, with the appearance of the dog was this was also, and, and it, I'll have to dig up uh, all my old hard drives and stuff, my old computers, because mm-hmm. somewhere in all that is pictures from that night. And that was one of the, the best nights for pictures where essentially there was, the only way I could describe it was in the middle, hovering above the middle of the cemetery was a chandelier. However, the chandelier, instead of it being lights or candles, were glowing faces oh, on yeah. all the sides. Oh, yeah. I've, I remember you showing me that yeah. picture before. Yeah, I have Very to creepy. find it because <laughs> it's, the, it's the craziest damn thing. Yes, it, it is. is like, it is the craziest picture I've ever seen. Like, um, I did post it on a Missouri ghost hunting uh, website, and they, uh, they immediately removed it. They're like, oh, there's oh, no way. They too said, real. Yeah, that's what it was. They said there was no <laughs> way. Th- there was no way possible that that could be real. We obviously used some sort of like some, you know, like like a UFO on a fishing pole. Yeah, right. Like that's what they. Right. I was like, wow. no, no. Yeah. So I was I was pretty pissed off about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was one of the best best nights. But oh, yeah. so yeah, so Van Buren Cemetery. Unfortunately, here recently, yeah, they've gotten really strict about people going out there. Unfortunately, as with a lot of cemeteries and haunted locations which I'll, I'm about to mention there's vandalism oh yeah and, of course. and so because this one in particular had become super popular for the area a lot of kids would go out drunk and, and you know and trash it mm-hmm. and knock over tombstones and stuff so they put up a fence and they regularly like the neighbors um, that live around the area if they see a car out there they go out and chase mm. kids off yeah it's a shame that People have to ruin the fun for everybody on that. Yeah. Um, another one that here recently was in the news uh, is Lee Cemetery, which is out in Verona, which was another one that we like would regularly go to. I never... A lot of my friends said that they, like, ooh, it was spooky, and they mm-hmm. saw someone running across, which could have been anybody. <laughs> but um, that one also is just... It's the one that gets vandalized the most. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and uh, I was just seeing like when I was looking up my information about all this stuff. Um, yeah, here recently they like a lot of the tombstones got knocked over. Oh, that's and, and so like so that one that one has always been kind of a luck of the draw because there was a family that lived nearby that they would chase people off. Yeah. Now, if you knew them, if you would introduce yourself to them and talk to them a little bit, they usually were cool with you being out there. But if you were just a group of kids being shitty, like they would they would call state patrol. Mm-hmm. You know, with no like no warning, even just like state patrol. Yeah, I think that we made our way out there one time, mm-hmm. and I saw them. Yep, yep. Uh, and uh, and then the last one, uh, which is kind of along the line from there, is Dry Valley, which hmm. that one is tricky. It's a cool cemetery. You've not been to that. Yeah, one. I haven't. I've I've heard you talk about it. Yeah, it's really small. It has, um, and it's it's just outside of Pierce City. Um, towards Wentworth but it is um it's it's small it's 
ancient there's a like there's tombstones in there from the 1800s and stuff which Ooh, is really cool is like for awesome. people that just like to do in like you know historical spelunking and stuff like that yeah. like it's a cool landmark uh, unfortunately well, I mean, there's the people that do like the grave imprints and yeah. stuff that would be a pretty cool place oh, yeah. to do it at um unfortunately uh that one it's not so much that people get chased away because of vandalism it's because the neighbors uh-huh. at least back whenever we would go out there you had to watch out because they were like hopped up on goofballs oh. and were just they were just violent. They, they were just... on that four one seven. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So that one was just dangerous. Like, uh, and, and if you look on like, well, I don't know, all those websites are probably gone because GeoCities doesn't exist anymore. But <laughs> um, but yeah, like there was always a warning with that one. Okay. Yeah. Now moving along from cemeteries to other legendary haunted locations, I'm gonna get controversial. Oh, um, because the next one on my list, uh, which is for here in Springfield for uh, Green County, is the albino farm. Ah, yes. Now, I've heard a lot of people mention that. Everybody that's from Springfield knows about the albino. Like, there's two locations, well, three locations that Springfieldians will talk about, and that is the albino farm, that is uh, the Pythian Castle, mm-hmm. and then the acid tunnels. Oh, oh, I forgot about the acid tunnels. Okay. The acid tunnels, it's it's just it's, it's a, just a lot it's of a, graffiti. Yeah, it's a sewer and, with graffiti. Yeah. And if you wanna get robbed, then yeah. by all means. Yeah, it's nothing like Bunny Man Bridge or whatever. No, no, like, no, no. No. Mm-hmm. It's it's supposedly haunted. I think that it, like the scariest feature is man. In yeah. That, in that one. Which is the ultimate horror to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. <laughs> um now Pythian Castle, I'm not going to touch too much about because I want to talk about that in its own thing. Oh, yeah. But it is it is a legendary haunted uh, castle that's here uh, in Springfield. Plus, there's been, like, so many, like, specials on it, too. Yeah. Like, go, ghost adventure or ghost hunters. Yeah. With taps. Everybody. Like somebody, Everybody. One of those groups went Literally out there a couple all of, them. of times. Yeah. Uh, Ghost yeah. Adventures, too? Yeah. yeah. They've all made their way out there. And, huh. and, and this is the thing is this might be hacky. Of us, but but <laughs> because I do know that also a lot of like paranormal podcasts also have done episodes about Pithing Castle, ah. but they don't live here, so well, huh, huh. and they haven't gone on the ghost tour, so we have first person we experience. Have. So, um, so Pithian Castle, we'll get there eventually. Um, Albino Farm, however, is the main feature of this, and mm-hmm. what I want to talk about is the fact that a little bit of the legend. And and then I'm going to get to the controversial part of it. Yeah, because I've never actually heard the actual legend. I just hear people talk about, oh, the albino farm. Ooh. Well, here's the thing about the albino farm is depending on who you're talking to depends on what the legend is. Okay. Um, I kind of like the Missouri Momo. I have never been a big fan of the albino farm. Yeah. Um, first of all, because you cannot get any tangible anything about it i was gonna say it just seems a little problematic to me there's a lot of problem with it but (laughs) but also like it is it is a well my brother knew a person that knows this and this is where it is Ah. and it's definitely it's definitely a place but um a lot of the lore and legend to it is is just pieced together and Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is i i think just i think it's just kids I think it's just kids coming up with stuff about uh, a farm that, you know, had a tragic history. Mm-hmm. So with the albino farm, um, it, uh, it is 
actually um, known as the Spring Lawn Farm. And what it was, was it was this, you know, this family out there that it was a large plot of land. Uh-huh. And there was a father and his three daughters. And, and again, this is part of the legend that I know. If you look this up, there are several different versions of this. Okay. But ultimately, the father died and the three daughters were in charge of taking care of the land. However, you know, these three young ladies weren't interested in, in farm life. And so they got a caretaker. Now, this is where the legend diverges. Okay. okay? Because this is where uh, it changes from the caretaker was an albino and he uh, and he was uh, angry and violent, um, mistreated the girls, and then also w- would attack anybody that would come within like 50 yards of the property, right. like go out there with a hatchet and chase after them and stuff. Another legend and, and one that is wholly unproven and is absolutely biz- just I don't know how they even got to this is mm-hmm. that supposedly underneath the farm was a testing facility on albino people what <laughs> now now Missouri is not a stranger to um, parapsychology and mm-hmm. and different types of that kind of stuff. Right. I guess um, because uh, there's Wendyville, uh, which is North uh, Missouri, that is the home of basically Charles Xavier School of Gifted Kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, like, I've heard of that. They yeah. Did, yeah. They did testing on kids that may have been psychic. Um, so mm-hmm. it's not out of the realm of possibility. However, I just think that it's a little there's there's no hard evidence of it. Like yeah. Wendyville really exists, and 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 you can actually go to the facility where all this stuff happened. There's documents for it. Mm-hmm. There is no documentation, and there is no evidence that there was ever an underground facility that tested on albino children. And like it's insane. Yeah. See, I think that 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 is a part that I've heard before from somebody, mm-hmm. and that's why I said, yeah, this this legend seems a little problematic. Well, the. <laughs> So one like and this I didn't see documented anywhere, but it was word of mouth whenever I was originally told the story mm-hmm. was that there was the caretaker, but there was but there had been out. It was albino like employees uh-huh. or potentially slaves Oof. and and that they were murdered. And that they haunt the grounds. And how how long ago was this supposed to be? Like <laughs> not long enough. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, because because the the time frame for this also changes depending on who you talk to. But yeah, the albino farm. Ultimately, what happened was um, the property did burn down. Oh. Okay. Um, after it had been abandoned and stuff, which um, they believe was arson. Um, you know, just it was probably just kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always just kids. Yeah. But but yeah, like there is if you look into it, there is actually no documented evidence of like any of the above. Hmm. Like I've been out there and I mean, it's kind of spooky because it's a bunch of like ruins of what used to be uh, a farm. Right. And there's a pretty cool like uh, stone like granary and stuff like it, it's it's cool. You know, and then there's a shit ton of graffiti, of course. Yeah. But yet, like, I don't honestly believe it's haunted. And also, most of the crap that's involved with it actually comes from a different urban legend. Oh? 
which uh, they have mixed. Now, note that I mentioned earlier that the, ca- the caretaker would scare people away with his hatchet. Right. Now, there was a pre-existing legend uh, for the area, which was the Hatchet Man's Bridge, which huh. unfortunately no longer stands. There's just a, uh, a big concrete slab. And I think there's a uh, they do have a plaque, but eh, eh. that's lame. I mean, it's kind of cute. It's but... cute, but it's lame. <laughs> um, like, if you want to go, like, that's like, I'm going to go see the London Bridge, and it's a big plaque. Like, there's no bridge. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, see. But, but anyway, like, so the legend for the Hatchet Man was that a, a girl and her boyfriend are going out. Um, they're, they're out there smooching at the, the bridge. Mm-hmm. They hear a noise. Um, the boyfriend gets out of the car to go investigate. Oh. Yeah, stop me if you've heard this one before. And, yeah, while she's in there, she hears the sound. Cops come. Turns out that her boyfriend was hung from the tree uh-huh. above the car. And, and the sound was the was feet. His, yeah, his feet. Yeah, so that part in the movie Urban Legend, it's, it's from here. It's from Greene I... County. Had no idea that urban legend originated here. Holy mackerel. That's one of my favorites besides yeah. hook hand man door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's like it's it's one of those. And wow. so so parts of that legend ended up getting kind of put into the albino farm legend where huh. uh, where supposedly the caretaker was the hatchet man. There is literally no evidence to this. I think that, you know, again, it's probably it's probably just legend, you know. Right. And for those that can't see because there's no camera, I did quotations. <laughs> now, here, I think you could hear it in your voice yeah. on that. <laughs> now, guys, if you are still interested in the albino farm, I have a fun fact for you. Oh? Here recently, there was a an independent movie made about it. That we will have to hunt down and we will have to watch. We might review on the show. I don't know because who knows how good or bad it is. You're right. But Chris Jericho <gasps> is in it. What? Y2J himself? That's right. Yes. So. Uh, You're uh, blowing my mind. Right? I didn't yeah. even know that there was a movie made about that. I didn't That's either. Crazy. I didn't either. So because um, it, it, it honestly, because I've discredited and I've, I've I've shunned the albino farm for many years now. Right. It's been a really long time since I've looked into anything about it. But for this episode, I figured well, I might as well look into some stuff. And then, yeah, I saw <laughs> when I typed in albino farm, the movie came up and, and it used hmm. to like that. I was like, what the hell? And, and it then, says that it like is it this was filmed. Area? Yeah, yeah, it was filmed uh, uh, nearby. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty crazy. So uh, for all you uh, for all you locals that happen to be listening, if you didn't know, there's a freaking movie about the albino farm. Wow! And if you believe in the legend of the albino farm, I am not going to judge you because some legends are fun. And, and stuff, but, yeah. but I mean, this is one of the ones that, like, I kind of go after. Like, when pe- whenever whenever I'm in a group of people and there's somebody that's not from around here and they, and they ask, like, oh, what's a local legend? If someone brings up the albino farm, I, nine times out of ten, I roll my eyes and go, oh, don't start with that. <laughs> like, I usually yeah. go, don't bother with that. I usually send them to, to Van Buren, which I need to stop. 
<laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> Folks are going to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> now, another local, uh, not for Springfield area, but out towards Neosho Joplin area, is the Spook Light. Yeah. Which goes by many names. And I'm very sad that we have never tried to find it. Yeah, uh, you know, and I'm like, and and I'll I'll go into the reasons why not. Okay. So first of all, the Hornet Spook Light is also known as the Joplin Spook Light. It's also known as the Hollis Light. It just depends on who you know and who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. And so if you're trying to Google this right now, you're going to find that there is a lot of different versions of this legend as well as a lot of different names for it, depending on what side of uh, the state line you're coming from. Mm. Because if you're from Missouri, then it's the Hornet's Light, typically, or or the Joplin Spook Light. It's over the line of Oklahoma. Uh-huh. And so if you're coming from the other end, then it's the Hollis Light because um, it's near Hollis Farm, I believe. Like, it's it's it just depends on where you're from. Mm -hmm. um, it is... <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it is in southwest Missouri, northeast uh, Oklahoma, uh, just west of Hornet, Missouri. Uh, if you hit the old uh, 66, you've gone too far. <laughs> it is, I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to find it, stop at a gas station somewhere around Joplin or Neosho and and that's how you're going to find it because if you try to find it on your own you're never going to find the spot mm. because um, a lot of websites will take you to it's about three miles down from where it, it's, it actually is supposed to be ah. depending on what time of the year it is uh, you might see some spray paint um, symbols on the on the street oh, um, saying that they've seen it there either this is where it is or some mild satanic <laughs> like, nice. like yeah yeah oh, of course yeah. but um so the legend of the spook light depending on what version you go with because a lot of these um old stories date back a long time and also uh, come from ver various different sources. Uh, the spook light has been recorded or, or has been known of as far back as um, the 1830s. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The legend of the spook light actually goes back, has been linked to the Trail of Tears. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm um, sure. Which, I mean, like, yeah, th that's a big part of... The history around here, of course. Mm -hmm. So it goes back as far as then. However, the first like documented cases of it are, is a little bit further ahead and, into like I want to say it was the 1860s is when it was first documented in a paper, and then uh, and then it wasn't until like the early 1900s that it was actually like a news article about it. Right. So the legend that I was aware of and the legend I shall tell is about how um, some some kids that lived on a farm outside of Hornet, Missouri, um, were walking along the railroad tracks and saw a light. Mm -hmm. Now, they thought that it was the glow of the lantern of one of the local railroad workers uh, that they knew. So they went out to, you know, go talk to them. Uh -huh. Now, as they were going, they noticed that the light was moving uh, in an unnatural way. 
Hmm. Uh, floating up, floating down, and then floated across the field into the trees and dis- and vanished, which would be very impressive if it was a railroad worker. Yes, very much. From that point, the legend has grown into all sorts of reasons as to what it is, um, from it being electromagnetism from the area because of deposits of minerals in the soil, mm-hmm. uh, to uh, radio waves um, somehow being interfered by said deposits from nearby uh, military uh, mm-hmm. uh, sites. I'm sure maybe ball lightning might be another theory for it. I, I think, like, realistically, I think ball lightning is probably what it is, mm-hmm. what it was the yeah. one time it happened. And then from <laughs> that point on. So something I didn't know is that in in 1946, the U.S. Army actually went out and studied it. Really? Yeah. yeah. It, and, and more specifically, it was the U.S. Army of Engineers. Like, oh, wow. so it was like the engineers of the U.S. Army, like, went out to go, what is this? I mean, uh, out of all the people in the Army, I would want the engineers to try sure, to figure sure. it out. You don't need the infantry out there. They would just try to shoot it. <laughs> but, but yeah, it doesn't surprise me because Camp Crowder, you know, which is Neosho, Missouri, wasn't too, it's not too far away mm-hmm. from this location. So, so I imagine it had to have been them that had gone out there. Or, um, but, but yeah, so they went out uh, to investigate it, did a big, this big to do. I'm not sure, like, it sounds to me like they did see it because their official statement was that it was a mysterious light of unknown origin. This is an official government document. Okay. <laughs> That's so vague. Now, this is probably one of the few things on my list that I, I would say has like some sort of documentation. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of the few things on my list that I'm not discrediting. I think oh, that yeah. at some point in time, it was a thing. Now, this with the history of the spook light, uh, this is where it gets unfortunate. I believe that after probably the mid-90s, the spook light stopped existing. It might have died out or something. Well, they had put up radio towers nearby. And your diehard followers and believers and, and local citizens will tell you that when they put up the radio towers... That's that was when it stopped appearing Hmm. that no longer appeared from that point on. However, kids and other folks since then have been like, oh, no, I've totally seen it. It went through my car. There is no real tangible documentation of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Likewise, the many times when I was going to Crowder out in Yosho, when my friends and I would go out there, I have never seen it. Yeah. Now, granted, just because I haven't seen it doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. However, I also have never really met anybody that really has seen it. Right. I mean, it would be a real shame, though, if it was an actual entity that maybe them putting up the radio towers just ran it off. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, even if it had to do with magnet stuff and whatnot and the radio towers messed all that up. Like, it, it is just a shame in general. Oh, yeah. It's 100%. Like, I was very disappointed when I was... Uh, so so uh, there was an event, at, at, like, around Halloween at Crowder where they were talking about local legends. And, of course, the spook light was one of them. Right. And there was, um, there was a lady that, like... Uh, there used to be out... Somewhere around that area, there used to actually be a a spook light museum. Oh, 
Oh, neat. That you can go and get pamphlets and all that kind of stuff. It's not like the the Lizard Man Museum, is it? No, no, no. It's not a Lizard Man slash cotton museum. It is a <laughs> um, shout out to the Lizard Man in South Carolina. Yeah. But, <laughs> in Bishopville. But no, it was its own standalone like shack essentially where you you can get you know literature well, and and stuff well that's still more than the lizard man has i'm <laughs> yeah, so sorry fair enough fair enough <laughs> but anyway this lady came out and talked and pa- passed out some literature mm-hmm. that's why like so that's the legend that's why i know the legend of the kids and the and the guy with the lantern and stuff right now when i got to talk to her because you better believe I, I I found her like eating a sandwich <laughs> and was just like, now that all the rubes are gone, let me talk to you. Right. Like, um, it was mostly like all the kids thought that it was a joke, was laughing at her while she was trying to do her job. Aww. And, and I was, I say kids, you know, it was You're like 20 somethings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, some people in their 40s and 50s. Because <laughs> Crowder is very much like Greendale and community. Like, it's like, <laughs> you know, nothing wrong with that. I wish mm-hmm. we would have had the dean. But <laughs> yeah, so I talked to her a little bit and I was like, this is really fascinating fascinating um i noticed that in your literature you don't list where it is like where like how do you get to it and that's when she told me that she's like well listen i'll tell you where it is and and somewhere i actually have like the sheet with her Mm -hmm. notes on it Mm -hmm. but on how to find it um that's when i was told that's when she told me whatever you see on the internet don't believe Mm -hmm. um that this isn't actually it um additionally that's when she told me about how Listen, even though I told the story of the spook light, the radio towers um, oh. got rid of it. She didn't she didn't include that in her presentation. Mm-hmm. You know, that was. Well, yeah, that, that's it, well, discrediting it, yeah, yeah, all she's yeah. saying. It takes the air right out of the balloon. Yeah. So. So, yeah. But she was just like, so you can go out there by all means, have fun. But it's not. It's not out there anymore. It hasn't I mean, been for a long time. I mean, at least she was honest mm-hmm. with you, though. Yeah. And uh, yeah. pretty cool Yeah, no, no, she no, gave no. you that insider information. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. People still claim to have seen it, um, even to today, mm-hmm. which is insane to me because I straight up do not think that it exists anymore. It's also kind of a shame that it doesn't exist anymore or or that the lore for it kind of has died out because up until like the 80s, mm-hmm. they like there was a lot of excitement for it. I was going to say it probably brought in a lot of tourism for the area. During the 60s into the 70s, they would essentially have like parties out like for the youths so and stuff. So like uh like the Mothman Festival yeah. or something, yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the kids would get into their, you know, their old vehicles with the white wall tires, wearing their, you know, their poodle skirts and stuff. <laughs> oh. And and they would go out there and and you know for a little you know necking, <laughs> and maybe see a spook light. But yeah, unfortunately, as of right now, as far as I'm concerned, it is no longer a thing. Mm. If anyone out there listening has evidence. Or can point me in the direction of it still existing. I would love to be disproved. Yeah. I would love, like, you know, this is the thing is, like, I'm skeptical, but I'm hopeful. I would love, I would love somebody to say, no, 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 here, look, you went, all these places are wrong. It's actually three blocks down the other way. Like, Mm -hmm. but, um... I will say that the most recent documentation for it has 
also said that any lights that people have seen was actually lights from uh, one of the newer highways. And they were able to recreate the effect of the spook light. Now, that... What show was that that showed that? Because I think uh, one of the debunking shows actually did that at one point. Maybe not for the Missouri spook light necessarily, but maybe one of the other spook lights that are like in other states. Now, you know, I'm glad that they did it. Yeah. And and uh, and and I always cuz there is like some winding roads and it's a hilly area and mm-hmm. so easily like the, where the spook light is located is a valley. And so uh, honestly, it's totally believable that on the other side of the farms, you know, is where there's the road goes up. Right. You know, like I've been up and down all those streets. Like it it's obvious that that could be the case. Hmm. Now, I'll believe that for current I will not accept that as an explanation for pre-cars. Yeah, in the 1800s. Yeah, for, yeah, you know, eighteen thirty all the way up until like nineteen oh six. Like I'm not gonna like after that. Sure, maybe it was an old Model T, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but you know there weren't roads out there, and there sure shit wasn't highways. So yeah. I think that at some point in time, it could possibly have been a thing. Hmm. Now we're going to get into something that is not, this is not a documented legend. This is, you will not find anything on the internet about this. Um, There is no official name for it. Hmm. There is, um, this is a Sclusi. (gasps) A Sclusi. um, That if you were pretty much exclusively to Pierce City, Missouri, um, and you had to have been a child of the 90s to really be aware of this. And in, in, in more specifically, a very small group of us, uh, <laughs> because I don't because a lot of kids, you know, weren't aware of this. But I'm going to tell you the legend of what I will call for the time being the the Pierce City uh, Slender Greys. Mm. Um, they are not aliens. And that's why it's a bad name for it. But I have literally, I don't know what to call them. But so Pierce City, which has a lot of lore and legend of its own, Mm -hmm. uh, in its own right, ranging from ghosts, cryptids, and underground societies. Literally on that one. (laughs) Yes. Um, There was an underground currency. I'm going to be assassinated. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if I disappear after the airing of this episode, (laughs) they got me. Um, But... There was mines just like on the edge of Pierce City Mm -hmm. uh, where they would just it was just chat mines. They would just, you know, basically making gravel. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing about Pierce City that um, there's there is this there's this subtle hum to the town. Oh, yeah. That you don't. Yeah. And you've experienced that. You do not notice it until it stops. But the whole town kind of vibrates. Yeah. And and the reason why I bring this up is because it will get to one of my theories. Because I have to crack I have to have a crackpot theory, of just course. like everybody else does. Yeah. Now, this is the early two thousands. Imagine <laughs> the early two thousands. You know, Britney Spears was still big. Um yeah, yeah. Sync, you know, uh Nelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nelly and Nelly Fortado. <laughs> uh but me and my group of friends 
we we were very much into ghost hunting. We were very much into, you know, the paranormal as a whole. And one of my friends had uh, what could be best described as a truck trailer camper (laughs) (laughs) that was not on the back of a truck, but on the ground. And we had converted this into our little clubhouse Mm -hmm. where we'd hang out. We, We had power. We had um, a TV with N64, Sega Genesis, and Nintendo. Um, I'm just setting the scene. I know it's not wholly important, but, you know, if you want to make a Stranger Things-esque spinoff from this, this is what it was like. (laughs) Um, We used to spend a night out there, especially in the summertime, all the time. Right. And one particular night, um, we were spending a night, and we we were... kind of playing like hide and seek in his backyard and he had a pretty big backyard mm-hmm. um for all of us goobers and and hide and seek is the best at like one o'clock in the morning yeah <laughs> so we're all hiding we also had walkie talkies um i'm not particularly sure why in this case for this game but it was a part of it but we all had walkie talkies i was in the back half with one of my other friends um of the yard and i heard something large go across the treetops oh Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that could be anything. Whatever. Yeah, a squirrel, owl. Sure. Now, my friends on the opposing side of my friend's house um, that had walkie-talkies and were also, you know, looking for whoever was it or whatever, they had heard the sound, too, because they said, like, they got over their walkie, are you throwing something at us? Oh. And we were like, no, 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 no. Like, a bird or something just went through the trees. And they're just like, well, no, we heard that, but we keep hearing something like hitting around us. And we're like, no, we're not messing with you. Like we're on the other side of the yard and and stuff like that. Then they all start screaming, not into the mic, into the walkies, but just screaming into the open air. Yeah. And coming running down the the backside of the house, down the hill towards our clubhouse. Fastest I've ever seen some of them run. (laughs) Uh, absolutely terrified uh screaming that you know you know what the fuck was that and you won't believe what we just saw and all this uh while they were trying to describe uh, what they had saw we heard a sound coming from the other side of the house again so i was just like this is what we do guys yeah this is what we've been waiting for we're monster hunters we are ghost hunters like this is let us go into it let's Mm -hmm. find it because because i at the time especially didn't i was just like you guys are either full of shit or somebody fucking with us there's five of us yeah let's just let's you know we can either split up or go in a group but let's take it head on because if someone you know messing with us we'll you know we're gonna kick their ass you know (laughs) yeah so so we go up and what i can best describe is this was a seven to eight foot tall pinkish grayish hued um stark naked no clothes um (laughs) but tall skinny creature um with long uh gangly arms um kind of like crab-esque hands like they weren't full-on pinchers but they were like long fingy like you know like three fingers like ninja turtle fingers okay but long right uh as well um the legs bent backwards like an ostrich um, however, it was on its hind legs, uh, lunging across uh, the street into the darkness. This is what we all saw. Yeah. 
See, I was wondering, because, yeah, when you told me this story before, I was wondering if it, if it, if it was pinky. That's what I like to call it. Yeah. Pinky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, so the Missouri pinky, the P- Pierce City pinky, why not? <laughs> I, that, that's, I mean, it works better. Mm. You know, it pops. <laughs> so this wasn't the only time that we had saw it. And also uh, as well, this wasn't um, I this wasn't the only time that it had been described to us. I definitely like the other story of when your uh, your friend saw it. Oh, I'm getting there. Ooh. Yeah. So <laughs> creepy. The friend, the aforementioned friend that lived on that property, he did not see it. Oh, um, he didn't originally see he it. He didn't originally see it. Oh. Yeah. So that makes the story even creepier. Yeah. Then. Um, he was walking home, like I lived, um, about a block and a half up from him. And one night he was walking home from my house to his house. And there is an alleyway that kind of runs directly down to his yard, Mm -hmm. uh, from our house. So he was going down and as he was coming down, he gets to the corner of his property and there before him, he sees standing in the shadows, one of these seven, eight foot tall creatures within its claw-like you know grasp it had what he described as a cat that had been twisted around where its hind legs were facing up like its tail Mm -hmm. and its front legs normal and it was devouring its innards like so it's basically like if you had a wet rag and you wrapped it around and you're squeezing the juice into your mouth that's what the creature was doing Our, my friend stood there for a second, naturally in horror, did not scream, did not run, um, just stared at it for a second. It had not noticed him at first. Then it did notice him. It, it threw down the cat uh, and then lunged off into the darkness. You know, like literally like and it's the the legs are so long on it that like it takes no time for it to disappear. Yeah, like one or two steps probably. Now, he... When he told me the story, I, I, I told him he was full of shit. <laughs> Aww. However, he took me to the spot where he saw it. In the spot where he saw it, there was, was the, the body cat. of the cat. Yeah, if it wasn't for that if cat. If it hadn't been for that, I would never have believed him. Now, the only reason why I feel like this is more of a legend for the area and, and stuff is I had a, um, there was a friend that was on the fringe of our friend group Mm -hmm. that he would only stay in town during the summer with his grandparents. He had not, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have internet, you know, at this point in time, Mm -hmm. um, he had not contacted or talked to any of us, did not know about this legend yet. Right. This was literally like his first or second night back into town one year. Uh, this had been now over like the, the, this creature and its appearances and the sounds for Pierce City. Mm-hmm. Um, this took place over a period of at least a year. Right. Okay. He was in town. I go to visit him. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? How's it going? He goes, you won't believe it. And I was like, OK, what's up? He goes, last night I couldn't sleep. I kept hearing a sound outside uh, my bedroom window. I was like, OK. You know, like, well, you know, what was it? Was it Peepin' Tom? Was it, you know, was it, <laughs> right. was it raccoons? What, you know, uh, was it Missouri Momo? <laughs> and he goes, no. He goes, and, he, and he's like white as a sheet. And he goes, I, I don't know how to describe it. He goes, I look out the window and standing not two feet away was this seven or eight foot tall something. 
Right. And I was like, describe it to me. And he described it in perfect description Ooh. to exactly how we had seen and described it. There was no way he would have known. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you won't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's what makes that particular creature like so legit because so many people yeah. actually saw it. Well, groups. groups yeah, of people. groups of people yeah. saw it. Yeah. Um, so, so now comes my crackpot theory. Okay. Um, is I think that somehow I think that that creature is related to, and I've always thought this, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't just because like stranger things, blah, blah, blah. But like, I've always believed that there is, there was, there's some sort of like, there was at some point in time, uh, like a facility <laughs> that housed it. Uh, maybe. I think I, I like that um, because there was, there's also some legend attached to that cave um, where they, where they would do the mining for the gravel that, mm-hmm. that if you go so far, eventually you will find a, a, a big steel door. Ooh. That goes into like just goes into a facility. That's creepy. Unfortunately, it is very guarded, uh-huh. <laughs> which only fuels the theory that much more. Because why on earth? Like, because it's super guarded. Like, oh, yeah. w- like whenever we were really into that stuff back then, and before, you I know, mean, before we were when we were still minors, so they couldn't like put us in jail for anything. Mm-hmm. You couldn't like they there there is. Um, Tall ass fence with barbed wire on top, I mean, razor wire on top of it. Uh-huh. There's cameras. There's security detail. And and the mines. This is the kicker, guys. The mine. They don't mine there anymore. Right. It's not. It's not even a thing anymore. Well, and the thing that makes that so weird too is that Pier City is like such a small town that yeah. there's not really any security like that at any other no, place. No, there. The, the the only time I've ever seen security that strong was whenever the tornado came through, uh-huh. and our town was literally under martial law. Um, mm-hmm. Our downtown area became headquarters for a National Guard, right. and which maybe it was because they're containing creatures. I'm just saying. <laughs> Because you since, might not be too far off. Because I will say, since the tornado, there has not been any sightings of, of I mean, any other the weird creatures. Hmm. But, but, um, but yeah. So I don't know. But that's just, guys. I'm gonna wrap this up a little bit. But, <laughs> but that is just a little insight. I have millions of other stories. You do have a lot of really good stories. I have stories. a lot of stories. Not just uh, involving spook lights and seven to eight foot tall, you know, otherworldly creatures, but also, um, like, I can get into other hauntings. I can get into shadow people. Um, not, yeah, like, um, I can get into, which is another cryptid from Missouri, is the giant birds. Yes, um, yes. My friend and I have seen... <laughs> Giant Wait, birds. Yeah. Why have you told this to me? <laughs> yeah. Like it's uh I still think that it may have just been some sort of like weird like hybrid of a crane and a uh, pelican, but it was enormous. Ugh. And and it's it, and actually it's still an inside joke between me and him. So <laughs> but yeah, stories for days. I <laughs> like for for local stuff. Well, I guess if anybody wants to hear more of your crazy stories, they might want to hear some more of mine. I don't know, but I guess they can let us know if they want another uh, continuation of the Missouri side, at least. Yeah, yeah. Please reach out if you've if you've seen any of these things, 
absolutely reach out, especially if you've seen the tall things, because I've tried to find because I thought, honestly, that it was a local cryptid Mm -hmm. and and it's not. And and truthfully, the closest thing that you can find to it is a lot of like Reddit, you know, creepypasta stuff. Yeah. And that's and and I will say that some of those like creepypasta creatures uncannily like close to it. But but I'm, I I promise you like this is this isn't I'm not dicking around guys like <laughs> this isn't like uh, ooh podcast Megoria is gonna suddenly get into the fantasy realm no this, like this literally saw these things but but yeah if you if you've seen it or if you want to learn more about other things please reach out like because mm-hmm. I would love to talk about it and I would definitely like to. You know, if you have any evidence of stuff, you know, please, please reach out. Mm-hmm. That brings to the end of this ghastly chat episode. That was fun because yep. I learned some stuff that I didn't even know yet. Yep. Yep. I am just a bag of mystery. <laughs> um, of course, this is a part one of a two part episode of, 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 you know, James and Autumn podcast mm-hmm. Megoria. So your part is next yeah uh i too will also get into like you know local cryptids and haunts and stuff and uh but i also have a couple of undocumented things that i'd like to talk about that i have stories from multiple people yeah so see and and guys if you're wondering you know what what the true intention is to these episodes it's it's actually like I, I really would love it if somebody were to hear this and reach out and go, here's all I can't this stuff. Yeah, you guys yeah, know this. You know, yeah. yeah, like that's what I'm going for, uh, you know, here. And so hopefully maybe someone else and it doesn't have to be just from Missouri or Alabama. Like if you've seen if you live in a small town in the middle of Montana that has a weird hum that you think there might be a facility and you and your <laughs> friends have also seen an eight foot tall creature reach out and let me know Yeah. if I haven't disappeared yet, because I feel like I've put a target <laughs> on my back again. And I did mean to say again. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, thank you as always for listening to podcast. Magoria. I got stuck. <laughs> I request That you, as always, remember to stay spooky. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. This has been a Podcast Magoria production hosted by James Davis and Autumn Campbell. Music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook for more information about upcoming episodes and other spooky things out there for Podcast Megoria. And as always, stay spooky.